A conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So, no matter what the conversation's about, it's not for nothing. Hello, I'm Kyle Leon Henderson, and welcome to Not For Nothing, the show where I bring you all the conversations I'm having on a daily basis or the conversations I want to be having. If you listened to last week's episode, I brought to you a double date with Nick and Janae, and I thought it went swimmingly, so I thought I'd do it again. So we're having a coffee morning date with our friends Flo and Michelle. Hello. Hello. Bonjour. (laughs) Bonjour. Ça va? Très bien, et toi? Ah. Come see, come see. Yeah, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> and Ethan's here too. Hello. Um, so I just thought, hey, I'll have, uh, there's convoluted reasons why Flo needed to be on the show today. Not interesting. But anyway, he's here. And I was, I had planned a show with Ethan. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to do the same topic. Because I, Ethan and I have been talking about some stuff. Um, and... Do you all have the something that in your life where you think about something and then it just keeps popping up over and over in your life? Like you're like, I want to do something. And then all these messages come to you from all different directions. Well, we have um, been, she just, <laughs> Michelle just nodded, by the way, <laughs> on a Sorry, podcast. Sorry, I should not do that. <laughs> I just realized <laughs> you just nodded. You're like, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I've been thinking a lot about the spirituality of daily living and ritual. So Ethan and I have been talking about stuff that we do like Ethan, you can speak on this. You do your skincare every day, no matter what. Like we even said, we were sitting at lunch yesterday and Ethan was like, (laughs) if we were in a foreign country and you went missing and I had been searching for you for 36 hours and I could not find you. And it was just all hope was lost. And I just needed to go back to the motel and sleep for a little bit. Would I do my skincare first? The answer was yes. Yeah. Uh, I can't take credit for it. I saw it on the internet. And I thought I truly honestly gave it some thought. And I was like, yeah, I probably would. And I'm super fine with that. I think that that uh, I think that nobody should shame me for that at all. <laughs> and I said, if you stop looking for me before you find either me alive or dead, I will divorce you. So that's all. <laughs> but but the thing is, I I was thinking about that, like because I'm starting to make yoga a ritual in my life and i'm starting to make like there are things i do like I, you just saw me do the ritual of making my coffee every morning what are some of the rituals you do that you just i mean that just happen in because i know you michelle because you're my best friend <laughs> there's things that you and i always are like i want to start doing this but it just never takes um i feel like mm. for me but there's stuff that always you never fail i'm too i'm too add to have like regular daily to have regular daily basis rituals um i did depending on how i'm feeling or like if i'm having a bad day i have a ritual for like when i have a bad day or like if Mm -hmm. i'm having a really good day or you know um but i don't consistently do anything (laughs) because (laughs) i'm i'm 
I'm very unorganized and a little bit nuts. Um, <laughs> Are you just finding this out, Flo? Oh, yeah. Um, Brand new information for but me. I definitely, I'll say, I like, if I'm having a shitty day, my ritual is, um, well, now it's putting on something to watch, like mm-hmm. a TV show or movie. Yeah. Well, and actually, it's always been TV show or movie because... Movies and TV are always how I've escaped my regular life. Even when I was younger, when I was being bullied, I would put on television when I got home, and it was the only thing that could calm me down. Um, So whenever I have a crappy day, I watch something. Uh, I'll usually do some skincare, like uh, like a mask or something. Um, And I have to have soup. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Soup is my comfort food, and I know for a lot of people it's like something hearty, like stew or mac and cheese or whatever. And for me, I just want a bowl of soup. And see, I have always maintained, and I will always maintain that I don't really eat soup because I don't, <laughs> I don't like mystery you're water. Crazy, you don't know there's what just, you're like. There's just it's foggy water, and you have no idea what's <laughs> going on below, below the surface. But what if you watched me make you a bowl of soup, <laughs> and you watched me put all the ingredients in it, and it wasn't a mystery? <laughs> um, I would have to, I would have to check and double check that it was all an ingredient I like. But if you just bring me a bowl of soup at a restaurant, I'm like, what is going on below? Like, for all I know, the Loch Ness monster could be <laughs> down there. That's a good idea, Michelle. You're really working. You're really like getting into the, the the workaround of how to give him some soup. That's a really that's clever. Because I feel like if you saw me cook it and hand it to you, you'd be like, this is the best thing I've ever had, especially on a mm. cold day. I have to say, one of my favorite. If I'm feeling a little blah, one of my favorite things to eat is Thai coconut soup. Mm. What about you, Flo? Like, I know you're European. Like, Europeans, they'll do their rituals. With the, the earth could be burning alive. And they're like, but I haven't had my tea yet. So I know Europeans. Have but a Flo, lot of Flo didn't even like tea until I started forcing him to try it. And now he will occasionally have a sip of mine, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, for me, it's more about stuff that I would do. So, for example, every morning I got to make my bed. Um, oh, really? yeah, he does. So, oh, my God. And that he makes, sounds, <laughs> sounds he makes like fun of me because I, I... She does not. I did not grow up in a house where making my bed was a priority. It was more right. like, can you see the carpet? You need to mm-hmm. pick your clothes up off the floor yeah. kind of thing. So I feel like maybe the priorities in a household with four children are different. <laughs> Anybody dead yet? Nope, we're good. Let's get out the door. It's time to go to school. Um, yeah, so the bed. So what is it about the bed? Like making so the bed that makes you feel good? I need I need to wake up, make my bed, uh, and then because when I leave a door and I come home at night, if, if I have a bed that is made, um, there's the sentiment of being like, relaxed like i could go to bed mm-hmm. like if i had a shitty day i could just go to bed my bed is ready for me i could just relax and it's the first thing that i do that to organize my day like i wake up i made my bed and then i go on to shower wake up get yeah. ready eat and leave that's pretty much my uh my routine that's why i like to do that it's because it's structured my day and um <laughs> and i guess it's the first thing that my parents taught me growing up is like you know do that first to have an organized day <clears throat> 
he prioritizes making his bed, but he will leave food out on the counter all day. <laughs> actually, sometimes for two days at a time. So Different for topic. me, I get I no 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 because I think this is the spirituality of daily living, and now so we're think, getting into the actual problems within a relationship. No no no. So I think for me, my ritual is my my kitchen has to be relatively clean. Like I can't leave crap sitting out on the counters when I go, or I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. I literally can't sleep. So Flo, mm-hmm. I have a question, weird question for you because growing up, it was much the same in my household. Like. My mom always tried to get my sister and I to make our beds every day. Um, she has always made her bed unless she's very sick or something, you know. Um, but my sister and I have always never been good at that. So it came to the point where my mom would say, well, you don't have to make the bed. Just straighten the covers. Do you know what that means? <laughs> do you uh, know what the difference is? I feel like I do. Because um, that's to, to this day what I do. I don't really make the bed unless... I feel like I need to be impressive for somebody, um, but I will straighten the covers every day. Yeah, so while it's a bit similar for me, uh, uh, I mean, I don't fully like do the bed. I just really just pull the sheets up and, and okay. that would be it. So I don't fully do a bed, but just the sentiment of doing that really helps me because when you come home and you see somehow the bed is organized, mm-hmm. it always makes me feel better. I don't know why. Okay, I agree. I just I asked because I've said that just very casually to people before oh i straighten the covers and people are like you mean make the bed and i'm like no straighten the covers." yeah but that's the thing we're southern and southern people love to go all out for everything like southern people of a certain caliber people who are what my grandmother would call raised right um making the bed is like Putting the putting the shams and the pillows and yeah. the and the you know making it look pretty well, like inviting like a hotel or a bed and breakfast. That's yeah, what he and then does. you flip uh-huh. the sheets on top of yeah. it and you like, arrange the pillows. Like if, a I, if I just yeah. flattened the cover, he'd be like, "Can you do the pillows now?" Okay, so no, you make the bed then. He well, makes the bed. Okay, but here's the thing: I don't go full on. Like yeah, I he could, does like, because you, no, because <laughs> here's the thing: if I would really make the bed full on, my parents taught me how to like. He tucks it into the, the side of, of the mattress. Tuck it in and all that. I don't fully... We do that too, though. <laughs> yeah, but then oh. I can't get in the bed. <laughs> anyway, I don't go full on. I just feel like I, I take the sheets, put it, you know, flat it up. That's it. But I don't, if I really wanted to, I could really like flip it, put mm-hmm. it nicely. I could do even more. I just take, keep it to a bare okay. minimal. Well, and see here in this house, we our bedroom is sort of the afterthought so far because we've been so focused on like making the house a place that's warm and welcoming and then the the junk has to go somewhere <laughs> until you can sort through it and um at first it was the office and the bedroom upstairs, but then Ethan kept having people come over to do skincare stuff for his business. And so I was like, well, the junk's just going to go in the bedroom. <laughs> that's only where we sleep. But it's like, that's not conducive to a rest to have yeah. that. Do you find that to be true about your bedroom too? Because you've put a lot of work in your living room. Uh, Cause you have a very, very elaborate setup for a projector, which makes for a TV. That's like what? 360 inches or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge screen. Your, uh, your projector wall. Yes. So that is correct. sometimes I wonder if my eyesight is not bad because of that projector. <laughs> I will say we played Mario Kart on that projector and it gets intense uh-huh. because that's a, that's a huge screen. So that's another ritual that we do. We actually, 
almost every night. Not all, not, I mean, all rituals get interrupted sometimes because life happens, right? You don't do everything every single day. But for the most part, Flo and I, we had, we, fix ourselves dinner and we sit down and we watch something together before we go to bed usually mm-hmm. while we eat dinner. Well, is that something for y'all? Cause it is for us. Ethan wasn't he- terribly a television watcher or a movie watcher or anything before we met, but now like experiencing television and movies together is a big important thing for us. Is it- that, that's true for y'all too. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it always been a thing, just because we're both, like, filmmakers. Mm-hmm. So, at least for me, uh, like, you know, digesting new content mm-hmm. every night is very important, and it's but something we do together. also, him being able to understand my movie references is very important to me. That's very <laughs> true, too. I'm like, because, I'm, like, especially in the gay community and, in, and just in our community as filmmakers in general, people love to reference movies. And, and so I do, I say, you've seen it now. Now you'll get it when everybody says exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> and so I cannot get away from it. So many times we'll be watching something together and somebody will make a reference to some other movie or TV show. And he'll just look at me with this Cheshire grin. Like, do you understand? And go, aren't you glad I made you watch this? Because oh. now you get it. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, dear. I'm yeah. so glad that you made me watch this. Mm-hmm. I understand now the culture. Yep. yep. That's the same right yeah. here. Yeah, I mean, that's it, but... I do the exact same thing to him. Yeah, I mean, but that's... I mean, it's important because a lot of people think f- film and television, mm-hmm. especially television, and and that's that's a thing, that people think it's, it's frivolous or lowbrow, but I'm like, the thing is, television has always been the most incredibly intimate medium because it's in your living room, in your home. Movies, yeah. you would go to the movies and you would you know dress up and back in the day men would wear their hats and their suits and women would wear smart suits with their gloves and their cute handbag and they would go to dinner and they go to the movies and watch a movie and then they would talk about it i think perhaps the pandemic actually changed the intimacy of movies yeah in a lot of ways because i mean that's the thing we're not going to go back to like movies are no not going to not be first run on streaming now. That's just yeah. how it's going to be. It's not going to be exclusive to the movie theater anymore Unless as a general there are rule. legal battles being fought. Right. But but you know what I mean? Like there's always going to be access to movies yeah. in a brand new way in a more intimate way and it's very intimate that type of thing. And we still want to go to the movies like to the actual theater a lot. Flow <laughs> uh, sometimes yes. to points of obsession, but yeah. Oh, I know. We've experienced. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to say, I appreciate that because that has gotten us going to the movies way more than we have before in our lives. Yeah. Like to the point, because we were poor in New York. Like people, I mean. We're poor now. (laughs) We don't live poor. Well, we, that's the thing. Someone marveled at me and Ethan because spending money is a choice. Like, yeah, we we didn't go to Broadway shows all the time and we didn't go out and party all the time. I went I did my share of partying in New York like there's stories. But um, like we we saved our money and bought furniture and bought things to make to pepper our lives in that way. So we never went to the movies and then we moved here. We didn't really have a lifestyle of going to the movies, but also right. we were still kind of broke when we moved here. And then we just about got to a space where we had some disposable income and then the pandemic happened so we still don't have a routine of going to the movies yeah 
So it's, I mean, flow does, <laughs> right? You do. And that that's helped us to be like, Oh, we should go see that. We should do that. The only thing though, is because we got into this headspace of like, Oh, it's just going to be us. And we're going to be watching these movies and TV shows alone, or we're going to go see them in the theater together. I feel like we also have put a lot of other social engagements on the back burner and we're kind of slowly getting back there. Like we went to a wedding this past week mm-hmm. And it was so overstimulating. It really is. It like was, you see people together and you're like, this seems wrong. It was, it, I mean, it was, you know, it was all outside. Yeah. Um, so it was relative. And everyone there had vaccination status checked at the door. Which really? Was, yep. Yeah. It was wow. a, an a all vaccinated wedding, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend. It was last. It might, no, it was early this year. It was like spring, like March, April, maybe. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who went back to Alabama to go to a wedding. Like he was going back to Alabama for a wedding and he got there and one of the bridesmaids tested positive oh my God. for COVID. Oy. She showed up at the wedding and walked oh down the God. aisle. Jesus. She's like, I'm not missing this. And people just went. So he had to cancel. Like he was like, I'm not going to this wedding with a yeah. bridesmaid who's got COVID and not wearing a mask inside a church. <laughs> I was like, What's happening? So he yeah. skipped the whole thing. He yeah. was like, "Well, this was a dumb trip." That's <laughs> so that's heartening to know that yeah. like people are actually taking it seriously um, and saying, they had "Show some me your status." Members of their family and things like that 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 they were like, "Nope, sorry, you can't come." Because they're unvaccinated. Um, yeah, and I mean, so the other thing is like how once you sometimes it's necessary to break a ritual that you have, and you have to kind of force yourself out of your comfort zone and we're slowly trying to get back to that and like maybe starting to potentially go out to bars now that they're going to also be checking vaccination cards at the door and things like that it's like how do you get back to normal life where you're not just sitting on your couch and watching television once you've been doing something for a year and a half well and also a year and a half that's a you're especially you michelle you're in a space where you're starting to get into this transition period that I've been telling you about for a, a while now because you're approaching a certain age. and Shh. But the thing is, like, <laughs> that year and a half, you have the full experience at that age when, you, when you're not in a pandemic of seeing your priorities change. And yeah. you haven't had the, the luxury of changing your priorities, but life changing them for you because yeah. there are no bars to go to and there are no this or that. I just, so yeah, I, I, are you, and it's so funny because before pandemic, I was such a social person person and I still love to talk, but I just, it's just not the same well, as being shoved in a room with a bunch of people. And the thing is, and what I mean by that is like when you're in your twenties and earlier, you'll, you'll be like, I don't really want to go out, but I'm going to go out when you're 30. You're like, I don't want to go out. I'll see you next time. Like it's not going <laughs> to And there happen. are some nights where you're like, "All right, I'm going to go out." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you but that's the thing. After 30, you only do what you want to do. And if you don't want to do it, you're just like, "Nah." Especially if you have friends who are in their 20s, you're like cuz I work I work with some people who are in their early 20s now and they look <laughs> at me like I am geriatric and and I have I've had to tell one of them like um somebody t- said, "Do you listen to a sir, Slater. I don't even know who that is. Okay. There's a mu- there's an artist, a, a musician named Slater, and he said, "Do you listen to Slater?" And I was like, "No, I don't really know them." And he goes, "I'm disappointed in you as a gay." And I'm like, "You're 22. You don't get to dictate anything in my right. life." Right. I don't have a like, t- I don't have a TikTok. I don't 
I don't listen to podcasts. Like, I probably should listen to podcasts. I listen to yours. Do you? Listen, I had this conversation with my sister. No one listens to my podcast. No <laughs> one I love is, like, listening religiously. I, I'm not religiously, but I do occasionally. Like, I'm not. And it's not because I don't want to be well-informed or entertained. I don't have the fucking time. Well, this isn't really an informative podcast. This is just a cute Right, one, exactly. So. And that I don't mind. But I don't. I I am so busy just trying to pay my bills every week. Like, like I don't have fucking time for that. So shit. okay, that kind of brings me into a space for all of us. Um, the how important? Like, what is your spiritual practice, especially you, Flo? I want to know what your spiritual practice is and what that means to you, because like I oh, do religion wise. Well, not religion wise. I do go to church, but that to me is. I believe what Eon Levan Zant said about religion. She said, religion is the rituals and practices developed by man to com- c- to create conformity and uniformity in man's approach to God. Hmm. So that's why I go because it's like, to me, church is like choosing Starbucks over coffee bean. What I do with my church is what I choose to do with the God that I believe in. But it's not something I feel like I have to do to have that. It's like, you if you need caffeine, like I need God, mm-hmm. whatever. Then you go get I it. I go to Starbucks specifically to achieve that. I can get that at home. Yeah. Right over there on my espresso machine. Same with God. You can get, you can get your spiritual fulfillment. And some people don't even believe in God the way that I believe in God. Some people believe that we are all connected, but we just don't know. So that I don't want any I don't want to like put too much of too fine a point on spiritual on religion. Yeah. But yeah. We'll tell the people what Ianla's definition of spirituality is. I think that would help. Do you remember? I don't remember. What do you what is she just said spirituality is how you feel God in your soul. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. So there you go. But that being said, do you have a set of principles or a spiritual awareness for yourself that creates these rituals like i do my morning rituals because they make me feel like i am myself which Mm -hmm. is i think an important part of the day like i don't like people are like i don't drink coffee i'm like i have to drink coffee in the morning because that's how i feel like my most self by doing certain rituals so what about you what is your spiritual practices or thoughts about spirituality Hmm. Well, so for me, I mean, from um, from the morning when I wake up, I usually I need to have like, and it's more like uh, I guess more because I'm like I need to be organized. I I need to have my stuff always organized because if mm-hmm. I leave for a long day, when I'm come home, I need to feel relaxed. Yeah. So whatever I do every day has to be organized. I have to do everything in some ways like. If I would have to take some equipment to go on a film set or something like that, whatever I leave behind cannot just left on the table or out. I have to be, I have to leave it in some ways, or I have to leave it in a box because when I come back, I know it's in the box and I can just put the rest back in a box and it's good to go. Because in that way, when I come home, I'm relaxed because my apartment is clean, it's organized. I don't have to worry about messy things or cleaning. So what you're saying is the way that you feel like yourself is. When you're organized. Uh, yeah. So if my apartment is organized, I feel good about myself pretty much. I would say um, 
And it's just because I, that's why I spend most and of my time. And it's funny because I can tell when he feel when he's like a little off just by looking at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, and that's the thing. We, I've, we, we, the four of us, we vacationed together uh, about a month ago, um, and that was fun. And that I think that. I don't know that we learned anything new on the vacation. I yeah. think it just kind of solidified everything we knew about one another. Like, I think this foursome knows each other pretty well yeah, at this we point. Do. And we can tell, like you could tell when I'm off yeah. just by looking at me and all, you know, we, I, I can definitely tell when you're off <laughs> by looking at you because you are this affable goofball. And then all of a sudden you, your brow gets flat. <laughs> like you have no arch in your brow and you're just like, you look tired. And so it's very easy to tell when you flow are are sort of off. I think for me, if I don't sleep, I need sleep. Mm, I need a too. specific amount of sleep. Or it does like if I get one hour less, I'm just like, mm-hmm. don't talk yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I listen to I um, to Ariana Huffington's um, podcast, and that's a whole thing because Ariana Huffington, she went. She was, you know, she's of the Huffington Post and she was running her business, running, running. And she was in that cycle of people. People still do it. Like we hear it all the time. People are like, I only got two hours of sleep last night as if it's some kind of badge of honor. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, it's a badge of honor for me to have gotten eight hours sleep. Yeah. And that's OK, because Ariana Huffington said she was only getting like an hour and a half, two hours of sleep a night. Wow. And she stood up in her office and passed out and cracked her cheekbone on her desk oh and God. broke her face. And that was wow. she said that was her wake up call. Like she was so tired. She yeah. just fell, just yeah. fell out. Yeah. And she's like, now you have to. She said the the she teaches on her podcast that the human body needs seven to nine hours of sleep every night. Yeah. And if you don't get se- at least seven, you're in deficiency. She said there is like a segment of the population, like 4% of the population have a genetic mutation that only requires them to get like three or four hours of sleep a night. That's but, not me. But that's not anyone. Like that's mm. nobody. Um, I will tell you like last week there was a day where I had clients in the morning and it was I had like five of them, and then after and then afterwards, I went into work, my regular work, where you and I both work, and um, I was there for an eight hour shift, and I did my eight hours, and I went home at, at like one thirty at night, and I felt ill for the next like three days. Oh, me too. I was off because I was part of your big busy day that day. Yeah. I, um, Flo and I got together in the morning and then after I got with Flo, I had to go record, I had to go film another thing for a project I'm doing. And then I had to go to my gig that night and then I got off and people were like, do you want to go out to eat? Cause it's, it's a night gig. So we go out to eat sometimes after work and I'm like, no, I don't, <laughs> I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, and I kind of wanted to, and I kind of felt okay, but I was like, but that's the part about the ritual. I think you have to know yourself and I'm like. It's not a good idea. I need to sleep. So. I haven't felt, like, and that's the thing is the whole rest of the week, I didn't feel like me. Mm-hmm. One of my friends uh, from work, uh, she and I have lately, since Kyle has been working late nights uh, on the same days that I work at the spa, mm-hmm. um, I've been hanging out with my one of my friends from work more recently and we'll like grab a quick dinner after work uh, on one of the days. And the last time that we did that, she, we were on the way to the restaurant, and she was uh, messaging at red lights. Nobody panic. 
um, she was texting uh, another one of her friends who was asking her to come out, like to go out later that night. And she looked at me and she said, do you want to go? And I was like, mm, probably not. And she goes, really? Because my friend says, oh, your gay friend can come too. And I said, this gay friend needs to go home because this gay friend's bedtime is 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And you can always tell what they got planned when you say your gay friend can come too. It's like, mm, I'm going to have to be the gay one in this yeah. in this adventure. And that's a <laughs> lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I said, no, thank you. I will be home like a like an old man. I'll be home going to sleep when you are just getting started. Right. And I am... Super happy about that. Exactly. Well, and the other thing is like, this is not a daily routine, but it's a weekly routine is like if uh, a ritual, if you will, if I don't work out a, at least a couple times in a week, I feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's a valid thing. Like people, we this country does not do that. I don't know about other countries. Europeans, I guess because they smoke cigarettes and walk everywhere. I don't know. They're not fat like we are, (laughs) but this country does not prioritize exercise nearly enough because, I mean, and that's the crazy part. Like, I've been trying to get that in my life because every time we work out, we know it's hard, but wow, it feels so good. I'm not obsessive either. Like, there are some weeks I'm so busy, I just can't. But And I don't work out every day. It's like three times a week, maybe. Well, and two, this may be... This may be very unfair of me, so everybody just save your opinions. But I was talking to someone the other day, and they had they like had a six pack and everything, and I'm like, nope, nope, don't need it. Those like I need to not be yeah. fat, but I'm not gonna have a six pack because the amount of effort you <laughs> put into having that body, it's not worth it. I would like to like, live you don't my get life. to watch TV, you don't yeah. get to go to get drinks with your friends, you don't get to do stuff, and you don't get to eat the cake that's on the counter at your friend's house because that's. <laughs> That'll kill your six pack. So I'm like, no, don't need it. Like, there's a balance, but I don't need that. Like, yeah, exactly. I will say, I'm sure this is something I should do some self-reflection on. But whenever I hear those gym bros talking to one another, it makes me irate. <laughs> like, at, again, at work the other they day. They do nothing but gym. Exactly. It drives, I can't understand that. Like, I was walking out to the front desk at work, and these two guys who work at the front desk were talking. And I heard five seconds of their conversation and all i heard was one of them say to the other one what you need to do is you need to increase your proteins and your macros and i was like oh my god like really how do you anything. live your life about, right like, anything else well and that was i my favorite is one of uh our podcasts we listen to together well he listens and i listen and we discuss later we don't li- we don't you know who's got time to listen to a podcast together but they were <laughs> talking about um giselle Bunchen and what's that guy's name tom brady is that, is that her husband? <laughs> anyway, they were talking about their diet because they're super, um, super like fit. Yeah. And they were like, do you know what they do on their cheat days? They allow themselves to eat strawberries on their cheat days. Who wants to live like that? <laughs> That's exactly what the, the post said. She goes, I don't I, listen. I don't want to die early. I don't want to have clogged arteries. Like I'm not going to eat fried right. food every day, but I, that's not living. <laughs> she said, I'd rather be living my life like I'd rather just be living my life than. and I get that you know we're all in the business I'm an actor um sometimes you perform Michelle and Flo (laughs) you performed once in film school but you're a director by heart Uh (laughs) but but like my body is my my tool to do my job improv and 
thankfully we're coming of age in a space or we're doing our work now in an age where all bodies are more respected than they used to be. And so fat people can be funny, which I'm not fat. I've actually lost 10 pounds. Thank you so much. You weren't fat even when you had the 10 exactly. pounds Exactly. It's not. Well, and that's the thing. People are like, you're not fat. And I'm like, I don't feel well. Yeah, because it has I'm, nothing to do with I'm, how you look. It's how you feel. Yeah. I was the heaviest I'd ever been. Uh, I was at 211 pounds. And I'm no longer at 211 pounds. I'm at 201. Da-dun, da-dun, da. Yeah. But I feel better. Like, I just feel like I can move through this world better. But that being said, that makes me know that I need to have exercise and a more balanced diet in well, my lifestyle. And listen, I don't care if you're I don't care if you're 200 pounds if you feel great and that's that's like the proper size for you, great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and I don't think it is but like no, I know not that, for you. No, I know that I need to lose stature, about 10 more but pounds. But I'm just saying for those of you that are out there, there's nothing wrong with being big. There's nothing. It's just just make sure you feel okay. Right. I mean, could you imagine if we all look like Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen? Like, that would be all, such a boring We would all life. be really angry people because they always look like they have to take a massive shit. Well, they always, yeah, they just look <laughs> They look <sad>. constipated. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, mm. So, and he's trying to. But also, again, if your job was to look that way and you got paid millions of dollars and had personal trainers and chefs prepare your dinner every day, you would also be able to do that. It's also a matter of different class distinctions because not everybody can afford to be healthy like mm-hmm. that. Um, it In this country, it's it makes no sense, but the healthier, less processed foods that take less money to make are more expensive, yep. which makes Absolutely no sense. <laughs> I, uh, earlier this week, finished a two-day uh, oncology massage and skincare course. Mm-hmm. And that was a repeating theme that they kept saying was all these patients who have gone through horrible, draining, terrible radiation and chemo treatments and surgeries and everything. As soon as they are able to do so, the first thing they're told by their doctors and nurses is you need to get up and move. Because that's how the body regenerates and heals itself is through movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes that's the last thing a person, especially in the hospital wants to hear is you need to get up and move around. But that's, it's been shown time and time and time again, that that's like the missing key to people's overall health is movement. Not even full on exercise, just move your body, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had a lot of death in my family. Um, my dad just recently, well, a year ago now my dad, but then also my grandfather, I remember my grandfather, he was too, he was sick and we all were, con- we were encouraging him, get up and move, get up and move. And he wouldn't, he would just sit in his recliner and watch his TV. And my dad actually said, he's going to sit in that recliner until he's dead. Mm-hmm. And then I, but you see it, you see this, this crossing of a threshold where they don't move anymore. These active people, they yeah. just stop moving. Yeah. And yeah. same happened, same thing happened to my dad. He, he spent and three months. Like, oh, it's getting close. I was to the like, end. he's not going to come back from this because he's not moving enough and he's in so much pain and it's not his fault. It's you're in so much pain that you can't really move the way you used to. Because I remember my dad, we used to go on family vacations to Washington, D.C. and to D- Disney World. He was he's he was 39 when I was born. So yeah. when we were in Disney World, he was nearly 50. And so, and when we were in D.C., he was nearly 50. And he was walking. He was so active and vibrant. And there's just comes this point where you cross that threshold where you won't come back from it because you can't move. And my grandmother, who lived to be 88, she used to walk down to my, her daughter's house. There was a, there was a sidewalk that was down to her because you know we live in the country, but they built this like 
cement sidewalk from her house to her daughter's house so she could walk down there. And she'd walk every day, and she lived to be 88 because she was moving, and she was skinny. And I, I tell my people, I'm like, you have to think about your weight because you don't find obese old people <laughs> because people die before they get to be old if you're yeah. obese and that's a whole different issue so yeah, yeah. <clears throat> i agree um and i i'm gonna if it's okay i'm gonna bring the conversation to a different part of ritual and sp- i would love that because now we're just on health <laughs> yeah um well but that is an important part of how you feel and who you are um for me it's funny because i don't feel that I have religious ritual until I am around my family. Like mm-hmm. when I'm by myself or I'm with Flo, I feel like I'm just living my daily life. And then for some reason, when I get around my family, um, I start speaking a little bit more Yiddish and like, <laughs> I was going to um, say, cause we all, if you, if you know, if you've listened to the show, Michelle's <laughs> been here many times. She is Jewish by birth. Yes. Um, and she, you were brought up sort of, you're pretty secular. Your family's yeah, even we're not pretty secular, very religious. but you do like when it comes time to go back to religion yeah. or b- during the religious times, the, your family does participate in the religious yeah. and I would, experiences. Exactly. And well, and I feel most, like I said, I feel most spiritual and like I'm thinking about God more when I'm with my family. And it's just, I also just love my family and I love being around them. So maybe that's why. And it's the way that I that I grew up uh, again, if you've ever listened to this podcast, you know that I don't really, my belief in God changes on a regular basis. And some days I believe and some days I don't. It has really has nothing to do with that. It's more of like family traditions. Like I, if, if I have kids, I want to bring them up Jewish and just so that they know where they go. And in the Jewish faith, if the mother's Jewish, so are the children. So sorry, Catholic, you've got no hope. (laughs) But you also, you can be, that's the other thing is you can be Jewish and be something else. I don't want to choose for my children what they're going to believe in. Well, and that's what people, people still have a hard time wrapping their head around my situation because I am on the vestry at my church. I'm like, but I'm not just Christian. Yeah. And and, and And I haven't really spoken about that a lot, but I'm not just Christian. I do do yoga with meditations that yeah. come from the Hindu faith. And I do believe that the Buddhists have something correct, right. you know? And it's funny, like, you wouldn't think, as somebody that doesn't practice Judaism in their daily life, which is, and someone who identifies as Jewish, which is me, you would think, like, it wouldn't matter that much to me. But for some reason, when it comes to, like, my kids knowing where they come from, if I ever have any, that's super important to me because that's the way that I was brought up. And I'm hoping... That they become whole, full, right. well-rounded, good people. Well, and two, the Jewish people have had one of the most storied histories on planet Earth. And also, in certain circles, especially today, yeah. being Jewish, you need to know your you need to know why you're Jewish and how you're Jewish because there may be somebody out there who doesn't like it doesn't like it yeah. and is going to is going to you're going to have to stand solid in your own you're not going to understand why right mm-hmm. i don't want i don't want if i ever have kids them to walk the, like again this has happened to me like to walk into a market and be wearing um like my grandmother's jewish star that i gave them and have somebody come up to them and tell them that they're devil worshipers and not know why that happened do you know what i'm saying yeah i mean they you have to prepare have them for to what's know. to come but the also the other thing is like I feel like I am a relatively good person and I 
would not give up any of the experiences that I had as a kid. And I feel like I want the same thing for them and whether I don't want to force them to believe in God if they don't it has nothing to do with that. Like it's just a relationship with spirituality. It's not necessarily a belief system. Yeah. And that was, that's sort of what I wanted to get into because I know that you and I believe that there is something, something that yeah. connects us all. Like, I don't know, like I, I do, I do participate in Christian worship of, mm-hmm. of a creator that I believe is probably there. Right. But none of us know anything for sure. But I, but like even Ethan, who is not religious really at all. Yeah. Um, we've talked that he believes in a creator of some sort yeah. and that kind of thing. But we all will, I don't know about you Flo, and I'm going to come to you next, but we all believe that there's something, there's something infused that connects people well, in a way that like, like it's just it's so it's too random for me yeah. and you to be best friends that I did something on a fluke and you did something <laughs> on a fluke and then we met on that fluke and then we became best friends and now we're sitting here like that I mean maybe it's maybe it's idealistic and romanticizing of things but it's like there has to be something that brought us like a like a magnet brought us into that space right. together I, is I, what I like to believe I also think that like <clears throat> part of understanding and accepting other people other cultures other races is understanding who you are and where you come from because i feel like you you can't understand somebody else's journey until you understand your own right and me for me and ethan being southern and christian right. by birth right uh we weren't raised to self-examine history we weren't right ra- because we white people do not examine themselves in this country and white jewish people are exempt because you had to like yeah. you were born into a world where the Holocaust was a reality. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, how did I wind up in in on the east coast of America? Yeah. Why Why am I there? Why are you also like your southern roots? Like, mm-hmm. you don't you you know why you wound up where you are? Right. It, it's not about God. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and and that's why that whole like I do believe that you can have a soulmate in a sense because. But I don't think there's only one soulmate. I never thought about that. Like, I have soulmates. Like, I feel like you're one of my soulmates. Oh, because I you feel and I are so way. connected. Yeah. And there's not, like, I'm like, why would there be only one specific person for every person if, you know, and it's like all these people that I know that were born in Alabama, met somebody in Alabama, and got married in Alabama, and probably will die there. And I'm like, <laughs> how did... Did God put your soulmate like next door, like with <laughs> seven billion people? You know, uh, and with you two, it took it took all of you just circling the globe a few times till y'all found each other. Yeah. So it's fine. And neither one of us are from. But what do you believe, Flo? Do you care to talk about your beliefs in that way? Uh, no, not at all. Um, because you're raised Catholic. Raised is a big word. Uh, yeah. I would say more. Um, so we have like we follow the traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I celebrate Christmas. I celebrate Easter. Um, that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't. We my parents never like forced anything. They wouldn't um, give two shits if you didn't go back to church ever, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was more. It was just more about like understanding. So, for example, when mm-hmm. we were a kid, like my parents like 
you know, take a moment to like explain us like what is the Bible and how yeah. that kind of stuff worked. And then when you go to school, they also teach you all that kind of stuff. But they never, my parents never really taught us, uh, you know, that you have to go every Sunday. It was more like my dad, I remember my dad was saying, you know, when you'll be um, older, um, you'll choose if you want to believe that kind of stuff yeah. or not. We're just here to explain you what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... We never really went into that kind of stuff, but um, but because of that, I think it made us a better person, uh, me and my sisters, is because uh, now we know uh, what it is and and we can choose if we want to believe it or not. Yeah. But it doesn't impact on who we are, and mm-hmm. it also allows us to understand, I guess, more people because we can um, identify ourselves to other people if we want to right. believe in kind of stuff or not. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because you see Christians. A lot of times, like right now, we're going through a space where um, we wear our masks still. But, and, and the science tells us that wearing your mask protects other people. If I'm carrying something, you won't get it because I'm wearing my mask. And I would appreciate it if you would wear your mask around me because I don't know you kind of thing. And people, and like especially in the South, Christians, because that's mostly what's in the South, are Christians who are like, you know what, if it doesn't affect me, then I am not going to do it. But like you, you wear your mask everywhere as a protection for others. There's a there's something dictating the, your want to do right by other people. And yeah. and that's that's a beautiful thing. But to wrap it up, we're going to I want to know is there anything between the four of us? Um is there anything talking about ritual? Is there anything you want? to become a ritual in your life that just hasn't happened yet. And, and you know, as, as we are best friends here at this table is how can we support that? <laughs> Flo's going to like this. Um, l- learning French, doing French <laughs> lessons. Um, yes. I will say as a disclaimer, Michelle, <laughs> you, Ethan and I are all, and I'm using air quotes, learning French because it's more of a, 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 a statement and a testament that we are doing it rather than yeah. putting it into practice. Yeah. Well, I think we were all doing very good at it until <laughs> we went on our vacation and took a step away. And then I'm, I want to say three different times now we've been like, okay, tomorrow let's all, with, uh, let's all wake up and we'll, yes. bu- we'll all start French together. It does not happen. Um, and mind you, we went on vacation with a French person um, <laughs> and it correct. didn't happen. <laughs> Life gets in the way, you know. Um, the other thing that I think I would really like to do is a, a daily meditation. I think it will help me. I'm Ethan has found that ritual in his life. He does it every single night. Yeah. Of of day de- of every day. I was gonna mention that to you uh, off mic. Um, Say it on because mic. <laughs> well. I just I know that you and I are very linked up in our journey of anxiety somehow. Yeah. I don't know how that happened, but we are. Oh, um, we, yes. Mm-hmm. Because just as he was telling me that you were struggling with that recently, uh, I have been as well. Not to the same degree that you are, I don't think. But it's definitely like I'm having physical and mental symptoms again. It and it was discouraging because for a long time I hadn't. And yeah, exactly. It, y'all, y'all were in sync with that. The, the night you called me and told me about it, the next day he's like, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah I... I went uh, during the pandemic. I started having um, atta- attacks, whatever they may be, um, and then I got on a medicine that r- I think really helps helped me. I was 
I was exercising and started working again and doing all these things. And I was fine for like five months. Mm -hmm. And then I started having them again. And I was just so upset. And it wasn't because I was freaking out because I was anxious. It was because I was like, not again. I can't start this again. It was like, it was like two months of no sleep. Like, I don't like, I feel disappointed in myself. Like, it's something that I could do. You know what I mean? And I give a lot of credit to a regular meditation practice, just like literally 10 minutes every night. Yeah. Uh, My life is full of ritual, I think. Um, But uh, because every morning is the same, every evening is the same, I kind of do the same thing at work. Um, I try to, we talked a lot about this on our course, our oncology course too, because we got on the topic of um, energy and how people's energy can kind of stick with you and affect you. And I've managed to develop a good routine in my days of work because I see tons of people every day uh, giving them facials and people come with all kinds of different energies and I'm very good at accepting whatever their energy is you know working through it with them and then as soon as they're gone brush it off me let it go this is a new person and new energy coming to me the next hour you know Um, I need to get better and I have my skincare (laughs) in the morning I have my skincare in the evening I have my tea in the evening I do my meditations Um, something I would like to get better at is exercise i'm i just i don't like it i'm not good at it (laughs) but i want i'm now at a place where i want very much to incorporate it more into my life and i want to give myself grace and start baby steps and work my way up but i definitely want to do it well because he always says why would i do anything that hurts me this bad (laughs) i'm like because after you gotta get through it it for a week or so it will stop you've got to get through it you've got to get stronger what about you is there any rituals you think that could enrich your life and make it more of a more of an on purpose because that's what i always say i'm like i want to live a life and i want to do everything i do to be because i said so not because i'm reacting to what's happening I want to walk through a day on a normal basis and say, I did this, this, and this because that's what I wanted to do. Well, so, so far since we moved in together, we always been living on a day-to-day basis. Like we never had like a, a, yeah. a strong routine. Well, that, and, and I think that's 2021. I think everybody's just kind of been like, oh, this river is flowing fast and you're either going to get in it and do stuff or you're going to stand on the banks. Yep. And nobody's standing on the banks. All everybody's doing going. doing stuff. So we re- yep. I think 2022 will be a little bit more of a routine for everybody. Right. So for us, uh, I feel like maybe um, trying to like eat at the same time every night and mm-hmm. like maybe because I know. a little earlier. Yeah, oh my god! So I, <laughs> like that, we're gonna have to help you with your time management. I know, I like know. So that's something real. That exactly. <laughs> so you hear Michelle's frustration. Um, oh no, not just Michelle. Not just oh, Michelle. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, so anyways, so I feel like apparently in France, people eat very, very, very late. It, uh, anyway. Well, anyways, so my you don't know. He could tell you anything. Be like, yeah, we always sleep on the couch on Fridays in France, and that'd be like, <laughs> all right, we sleep on the couch on Fridays. My, but anyways, I just I would love to try to find more like um, a rhythm, like eating every night at like seven or like because my parents does that where they eat all every night at like seven thirty or eight ish, um, and so uh, whatever time we decide, like trying to find a rhythm in every day's uh, living. That's good. You know, that's I feel like it's something I want to try to work. Well, uh, we'll talk more off mic about how we can all support one another in those endeavors. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, for me, I I know that like. 
I people always make fun of me because I'm sort of the oldest in my friend groups and and people are like you're not old you're not old I'm like literally though I can feel my joints changing they're not bad joints they're not like I'm not an old person but I am aware of them in a way that's not not a not a youth I'm not a youth and it's like especially with this very very physical job that I'm doing right now yeah I know for sure 100% doing yoga before I go into it helps to make my joints more supple. And I'm like, that would help me so much every day, just doing yoga, just making it part of who I am because I don't want to really lift weights and get bigger and bulkier. I do want to get a little leaner, but also I just want my body to be able to do the things it's supposed to do for as long as it's supposed, as long as I can make that happen. And, you know, and that's the thing. Ethan will tell you as a skincare expert, if your face is sagging like an old catcher's mitt, it's too late. (laughs) You have to do things while you can to create that ritual for yourself before you're trying to play catch up. So that's what, you know, would you agree? Oh, yeah. We don't. I won't go too deep into it. But this is not a skincare podcast. <laughs> <There's> a, <laughs> we could have one. And we should. But there's a moment where it gets beyond. I mean, it's never too late to start putting on moisturizer and sunscreen. But also it gets to a point where you're also probably going to want to get some lift. Uh, uh, so maybe a facelift. Maybe some filler. There you go. But yeah, so I just want to thank you all for coming on and talking about Ritual. Because that's, I, that's the point of this show. Talking about the things that's on my mind. Like Ritual has been on my mind for the past week and as I was as I was thinking about it people kept coming to me and thinking well I do this ritualistically and I'm like ritual is a big part of people's lives and we don't really talk about it much really and so of course who I'm going to talk to about is my best friend so thanks for coming over and thanks for being on the show and now it's time for you to go to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, Thank you. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And be sure to subscribe and rate the show. And follow me on Instagram at Kyle L. Henderson. And Michelle is at Mishcast. Mishmax Makeup. <laughs> M-I-C-H-M-A-X Makeup. Uh, Flo, do you have things to people for people to follow? Sure. Uh, it's Florence underscore Konilek. Spell that, please. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's Florent, F-L-O-R-E-N-T, underscore C-O-R-N-I-L-L-A-C. Perfect. And Ethan, you are at, at Ethan H. Ham. And thank you so much for listening. Be sure to wear your masks when you're asked to. Get your vaccines. If you're in California, it's becoming mandate. Get over it. And just get the vaccine, and let's get through this pandemic. It's been almost two years. December will be two years since that guy in Wuhan got that virus. So let's get through this together, but also take a little time to have some fun because it's fall and pumpkin spice weather. Bye. Can have a stroke right before we start recording. <laughs> you okay? I'm good. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna try five times. I'm gonna start it right now. Hello, I'm. Ooh, is, re- is it recording?